AgBioScience is supported by Indiana Farm Bureau. This is AgBioScience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana. And this is the podcast where we explore all things AgBioScience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Storytelling, relating to an audience, helping others understand challenges, and opportunities. These are all critical to advancing the ag bioscience economy. Today's guest could host a master class on the topic. She is extraordinary. Over the past decade, she's emerged as one of the most influential influencers in ag. She's here to tell her story. Welcome, Michelle Miller, the farm babe. Michelle, welcome to ag bioscience. Hello. Thank you. It's great to be here. I am elated you're here. Your work to debunk myths in ag is something that, one, it's electric, it's energizing, but I know it's become personal to you. Grew up as a 4-H'er, found your way back to ag. You got to walk us through the Uh Michelle Miller journey to ag bioscience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I grew up in 4-H. My friends were farm kids, so I didn't grow up on a farm, but my friends were, and they got me into it, and I, I really loved it growing up. But I actually went to college in Los Angeles and got a degree from the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, and I worked for Gucci on Rodeo Drive. (laughs) I mean, pretty much ag. Yeah, right. (laughs) So that's what most farm kids do, right? They go to work (laughs) in Beverly Hills. Um, So yeah, I was there. And then I lived in downtown Chicago for a while. And so throughout my pretty much all my 20s, I was a a big city girl. And then uh, I ended up dating a farmer and I moved to Iowa in my 30s and then spent most of my 30s as a farmer. And so uh, my tagline is rodeo to the rodeo. (laughs) Mm, Well done. Well done. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's just, you know, when you go from one extreme to the other, yeah, I, I became really passionate about telling the story of agriculture because I started dating this farmer and went from a you know downtown Chicago to <clears throat> a town of a thousand people raising cattle and sheep and uh, corn and soybeans and all that. And I was just really taken aback by how so much I thought I knew about agriculture was wrong. Uh, you know, I was an anti-GMO activist. I would only eat organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, you know, like, and, and, believed a lot of myths around GMOs and factory farming or whatever uh, misinformation is out there is really what I believed. It is wild, isn't it? As you gain this perspective, I mean, proximity, proximity is power, been said by many, but this idea of being close to reality gives you just a, a powerful perspective. And you've turned that, Michelle, into what was, I think, only can only be described as a pioneer in influencer marketing. I mean, the farm babe now 10 years, roughly 10 years old, connecting consumers to realities of modern ag. For those that aren't familiar, what is the farm babe and and what's the unique role it plays in today's now crowded field of influencers from YouTube and Instagram all over the internet? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I started, uh, I guess some people call me the OG. (laughs) That's right. Farming influencers. Yeah, I was probably one of the first ones out there. And um, yeah, it was really just a way for me to do that storytelling because here I was a city girl on a farm and a lot of my friends just found humor in it, you know, because I would post pictures of me (laughs) with like a classic like pitchfork and a manure pile, you know, and and, uh, and I just started a blog just to kind of debunk the myths. And then from there, it just grew to the point where people really liked my content. And then they were like, well, will you come speak at our event? Will you come write for our column? Or will you write a column for us? Will you come here and do this and do that? And then I fell in love with all of egg, not just what I was doing on my farm, but 
you know, I've been out to Oregon for hazelnut harvest and Michigan for blueberry harvest and, you know, Florida for tobacco harvest and been all over the country and the world to tell the story of where our food comes from. And there is a lot of myths out there and there's a lot of things that I think we take for granted. So I've just found my voice and passion to bridge that gap. Uh, I know what it feels like to be on both extremes. Sure. You're a city person that just wants to make the best choice, but <clears throat> maybe don't really understand or feel comfortable with all the food labels and the noise versus actually going out there and saying, well, you know, what are the, what's the real story behind, you know, water quality or soil or animal health or whatever, you know? So I always go straight to the source and right. give science a bigger voice. When was it? You look back over the last 10 years, the farm babe from idea to what it is today. At what point did you know? At what point did you know, okay, this farm babe thing, it has staying power. This is this is going to be this is going to be what I do. Walk us through that. Yeah. So when I first started, I only had about a hundred followers on my Facebook page. And I had a post that I talked about how much Roundup, because we were growing the Monsanto GMOs in spring Roundup, right? So these were the things that people had a lot of uh, negative media publicity or you know misinformation out there. And I just talked about it head on. I did a post that was like, yes, we grow it and we're real people who care. And we only spray one day a year, maybe two, and just talked about how we spray Roundup at a rate of 22 ounces per acre. So when you think of 22 ounces, you're like, okay, like, beer can or two, you know, like a couple, it's really not much on this massive area of land, the size of a football field. And so I did this post, just kind of putting that into perspective about how, no, we're not just drenching our fields, you know, like we only spray one or two days a year and it's minimal and your food's very safe and we eat what we grow. And it was just kind of this common ground, like debunking of keeping it real in a way that everybody could understand. But it's that post, I had a hundred followers and, and that post went viral and reached 18 million. Wow. And yeah. And that was in the very beginning. And I was like, okay. And then that's when Cornell university reached out to me and they flew out to the farm and started filming me. And then um, I got invited to speak and got asked to do all these things. And so I became really passionate about GMOs uh, to start was kind of my first thing was just because I feel like that's where some of the most biggest disinformation campaigns lie. And I started to just dig in and I wrote this article called The Fat Lies and Fatter Wallets of Anti-GMO Lobbyists and talked about the money trail behind fear-mongering in food. So when people are like, oh, you know, the big ag is just so terrible and big food, they don't trust big food and they don't trust the government and they don't, but it's like, the same corporations you're railing against are the ones that are also backing organic and non-GMO. So if you don't trust the government, why do you trust organic and non-GMO? And it's just the sales tactics that have gone on behind the scenes for people to think, well, if I'm not buying organic, I'm doing the wrong thing. And that's not true. And they don't even understand that like organic can still use pesticides, right? So it's like not the marketing behind food isn't as like pixie dust and you know fairy tales and unicorns like <laughs> like people think and so the more I started busting myths the more these topics were so hot and I realized okay I've got something here and I was able to go full-time as the farm babe about two years in oh, that's incredible that is incredible we will look at what this innovation world looks like in the future we'll do it right after this quick 60 second break being your own boss is a different kind of job. You have to work harder, smarter, and you can't afford to let your health slow you down. That's why Indiana Farm Bureau is there with more affordable plans for members who need to stay on top of their health so they can stay on top of their business, whether it's a farm or any other kind of company, concern, or enterprise. 
To learn more about medical, dental, vision, and Medicare supplement insurance plans sponsored by Indiana Farm Bureau, visit infbhealthplans.com. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We're joined by Michelle Miller, founder of The Farm Bay. Michelle, we've talked a lot about innovation. You've mentioned GMO, really changed the way farmers run their operations, grow crops, raise animals, whether it's biotech, AI, artificial intelligence. How have you been able to bridge this consumer perception gap with reality? And what lessons does that create for the broader ag bioscience economy? Yeah, you know, I think I've had a lot of success just because I know what it feels like to um, be confused because I used to believe all the misinformation. So when I go out to any type of farm tour, you know, so I am a professional content creator, like for a living, right? So uh, if you go to my website, thefarmbabe.com, there's more information on that. But as far as being an influencer, you know, it's like I get the sponsors and, and the partners where I go out and I create that content. But really, all I'm doing is sharing as I learn. And so I think far, uh, I think my followers appreciate my no nonsense. Like I'm just learning. I, I don't ever claim to be some type of expert, right? Like it's okay. So I saw blueberry harvest uh, once or twice. Like I'm not an expert, but it sure was cool. And I sure want to share with you guys what I learned today. And so I think it's just a matter of like I cover every commodity. Um, for, his, or, you know, whoever like I partner with, right? So like whether it's Idaho potato harvest or North Carolina sweet potato harvest or, you know, watermelons in Tennessee or whatever, um, I'm always just sharing. I'm doing it in a way that I don't think anybody else is because I'm traveling and covering all different commodities purely from a perspective of come learn with me, you know? And so I think that's been fun where people can kind of relate to that. It is incredible when you look at the diversity of production agriculture, when you look at the amount of innovation that's happening, it, it is extraordinary. And this idea for you to be able to give this front row seat, or maybe I say, you know, buddy seat or, or right seat view of what's actually happening on a farm, what's happening in agriculture, it's become electric. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I never in a million years thought that when I started this, you know, uh, it would turn into a, a full-time career and getting to do all this cool stuff. So <laughs> I, you've, you, it's what well, you say that you didn't know, but I mean, it has been extraordinary, Michelle, what you've done, right? Forbes, Dr. Drew, Business Inter Insider, all of these folks are now turning to you, right? Turning oh. to you for insight. <laughs> and they're trying to say, okay, how is food made? Give us an insight into production agriculture. But I have to imagine in that journey, right, of talking with all of these A-listers, you've had some incredible experiences. G give us sort of a peek behind the curtain. What has been this journey that's taken you from Forbes to Dr. Drew and so many others? Yeah, it's been so cool. And, you know, as a keynote speaker, a lot of what I preach is helping farmers understand the power of their own voice and help them understand that sometimes you can have make a huge impact with the power of a tweet, uh, the power of social media. And and that's really a lot of what it's been. It's just been like, I'm just putting myself out there and just trying. I think a lot of times people think, oh, I can't make a difference. Nobody's going to listen to me. I'm just a farmer. And I think farmers are kind of like humble and I'm trying to get them to like step out of their shell and, and realize the power that they carry and the influence that they can carry. And people just don't really get a chance to talk to farmers. They only hear one side of the narrative. They're just hearing from the animal rights activists or the food corporations or the brands that are trying to like sell, sell you something basically. And so, you know, I think like my, my biggest breakthrough, like one thing that really put me on the map was Burger King, you know, Burger King. Huh. 
was uh, they put out this commercial that talked about how cow farts were destroying the planet. I mean, it was just terrible. Um, and it was like little kids in gas masks with the polar oh. ice caps. I mean, this commercial was like the worst commercial you've ever seen for, for a food. And people were mad. Hashtag Boycott Burger King trended overnight on Twitter. And I was doing some posts that were going pretty viral, kind of putting them on blast. And I thought about it for a minute. And I just did a Google search, you know, who is the global chief marketing officer for Burger King? And I just sent him a tweet politely explaining why we found the ad so offensive. And Burger King reached out to me. And I had a call with the global chief marketing officer. And I said, please come out to the farm. Like, reducing methane and all of these things. This is a noble cause, but farmers are doing a really great job. Like, let's talk about sustainability. Let's talk about the efforts that our industry is doing. We're doing great things to help the planet. And so they came out with a camera crew and I put together a two-day tour. I was a farmer in Iowa at the time um, and we had uh, cattle and um, I showed that I, I had Iowa State involved and let's see, Iowa Farm Bureau and ruminant nutritionists. I took them to feedlots. I took them to methane digesters, like you name it. <clears throat> and really showcased what we were doing. And Burger King liked it so much that they ended up putting out a new ad that was filmed on my farm and they retracted awesome. the old ad. So it's just the littlest things. We have to be proactive and understand that we have to be kind and realize and em have empathy for people that um, are well-intentioned, just misinformed or, or just help understand a different perspective and always realize that you never know what can happen unless you try and you can have you can move mountains in this industry just by speaking up well, i think there's such a powerful lesson in that right i mean th that whole debacle the the solution to it started with a single tweet from you to the cmo at burger king and there's so many challenges you look the headwinds that are in ag bioscience that just taking a step forward mm -hmm. yeah reaching out contacting someone to your point owning the story that is a lesson we can learn and apply across many in the ag bioscience economy yeah very true you're in a unique position michelle i mean i i really think you're in a unique position where you get to see the operations you've talked to everything from you know the dairy industry cattle industry to blueberry harvest in michigan you also get a chance to see what's happening on these farms and the innovation that's making it all possible. What do you see? What are some oh, of the gosh. interesting innovations that you're seeing that, that you're really excited about shaping this next chapter? It is so cool. And that's such a great question that I could write a novel about <laughs> because I think that's the other misperception that I like to debunk as the myth buster and for sure as like people think, Oh, you're just a you know bib overall, just a farmer. <clears throat> and we are a very tech driven forward-thinking, innovative uh, industry. And I think like modern dairy farms, for example, like I went to a dairy farm that is completely hands-off. Like the cows have never even really seen a human because everything is done completely by robots from the milking to the feeding to the cleaning to the everything. And they actually have this viewing room and you can go over and you can watch this entire hands-off, completely automated dairy and one thing that I think is really cool is this sensor. It's the moo call sensor that you can wrap around the cow's tail. And it will send you a text message when your cow is about to have a calf. Like, isn't that wow. crazy? Wow. Yeah, there's like hundreds of data points. And so, you know, that veterinarian can just look at a computer screen and say, oh, look, 
uh, cow number 164, she didn't move much today. Let me go check on her because, you know, we're tracking their steps. We're tracking their feet, their milk production, their health. And we are able to take better care of animals than ever before. And I think, you know, that's something we all can agree on is, is helping helping animals <laughs> without a doubt there helping there farmers. is this there is this undercurrent of data innovation data access about I mean, your example on uh, you know signal when cow x is doing y I mean, there is so much data here and look when you i look at your portfolio of content i mean you are digging deep into these and it's across so many platforms you just launched a podcast you're on YouTube, you're speaking at events. I think we find you on the road today. What's next for you? What's next for Michelle? What's next for the farm bed? Oh gosh, that's such a great question. I always ask myself the same. Oh, um, <laughs> I am launching my first event. So that's fun. Um, that's um, amazing. February of 2025, I'm actually going to do a farm cruise. So a farmer appreciation event on a cruise ship. Wow. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to get the biggest names in social media influencing and kind of get us all together as like a big meet and greet. So anybody, you know, like a millennial farmer, or New York farm girls or whoever that is that people follow, uh, getting us all together so that people can come. And I'm going to organize some farm tours on different islands. So, you know, if you want to go to a sugarcane farm in Puerto Rico or coffee plantation in the Dominican Republic, um, we're still working on the details of that because it's brand new. So you are the first public platform. I love to it. Get to to get the memo because it's something that I'm just now starting to launch. So I don't even know the exact dates yet. We are currently looking into the different cruise lines and what that's going to look like. But um, my business partner in the Endeavor has, he's, he launched the Groove Cruise, like the world's largest floating dance music festival. And he throws, and this guy's, he's crushing it. He can rent so out. Good. Like, he can sell out an entire cruise ship with the parties and events that he does. So um, I really want it to be like a fun just a big social event and obviously, you know, lots of education. It's still going to be farmers and have, you know, panels and speakers and whatnot. But um, just just have a big uh, a big fun weekend for us uh, in, in the Caribbean together, having a good time. So sounds great. All right. Last yeah. question for you, Michelle. I promise a <laughs> uh, lot. Lots of things we've covered. Sharing the story, clearly a clear call to action. But what's the one thing? What's the one thing you want people to know about modern agriculture? The one thing I want people to know about modern agriculture is just how tech savvy we really are. And the the ability to do more with less is a beautiful story to tell. And I think it's really important to always go to the source for your information. And I actually was just having a conversation with a farmer earlier today who said, he's like, I have more people with PhDs in my phone than like most the average person. There's so much intelligence that happens behind the farm, right? With everybody that has a PhD, from the plant geneticists to your veterinarians to, you know, farmers. And, and I think that's what people need to know is that they're a very well-educated, tech-savvy um, industry that's able to do more with less. And we're constantly improving and, you know, really being the ultimate environmental stewards and recyclers. And there's just, there's so many, there's so many beautiful stories to tell of, of the good news that agriculture does. Well, keep sharing the story. Keep uh, doing everything you can. We'll be here cheering you on from the sidelines, Michelle. She's Michelle Miller. She is the farm babe. And Michelle, it has just been an absolute delight to have you with us on Ag Bioscience. Hey, you as well. Thanks a lot, Mitch. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. 
On behalf of the entire Agrinovus team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agrinovus Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.